Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, I'm going to be reading in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 22, uh, using the NIV, the New International Version. And the topic here is false teachers and their destruction. Uh, these are things we really need to learn. And that's why I like to do expository preaching and teaching, which is reading from the Word of God and then going through it and explaining it. All right, starting at verse 1 of Second Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 22, the NIV. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into dis disrepute. Verse 3, in their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on his ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. Verse 6, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by, the burning, by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Verse 7, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. Verse 9. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings. Verse 11, yet even angels, although they are strong and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such beings when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. Verse 12, but these people blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed, and like animals, they too will perish. Verse 16, uh, excuse me, verse 13. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their pleasures, uh, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. Verse 14, with eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are experts in greed and a cursed brood. Verse 15, they have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bezer, who loved the wages of wickedness. Verse 16, but he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. Verse 17, uh, let's stop there at verse 15. Balaam, uh, he was he was a prophet supposedly to work with God, but he he has some very low morals. And so another 
another country that was trying to get him to to curse God's people, uh, Israel, but he couldn't um, because um, cause, uh, he knew that they were blessed and he couldn't curse what God had blessed. But still, uh, he would do things that just wasn't right. All right, going on to verse 17. These people are springs without water and mists driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them, for they mouth empty boastful words. And by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known their way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them of them. The proverbs are true. A dog returns to its own vomit, and a sow or a pig hog that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Okay, now I'm going to First Peter chapter four, verse twelve through nineteen, the New International Version (NIV). The topic is suffering, suffering for being a Christian. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Verse 13, but rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rest on you verse 15 if you suffer it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler verse 16 however if you suffer as a christian do not be ashamed but praise god that you bear that name verse 17 for it is time for judgment to begin with god's household and if it begins with us what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Verse 19, So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to the faithful creator and continue to do good. Okay, so, so that's pretty, so pretty self-explanatory, what we just read. You know, so basically it's stay away from those who go against God. Yes, we must, if you're a believing Christian and you've repented of your sins and you've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ or, or you've, you know, you've given life to God, then we're expected to witness, you know, to tell them about the gospel. But also you have to be careful because if you hang around long enough, just like with Lot, uh, he went to, uh, he was in uh, uh, that city, I believe it was Sodom, you know, and he's seen all that every day. And so his righteous soul was vexed or it, it was t 
troubled and it was and he started to become weak and I you know just just seeing all this stuff every day and hearing it and all that so we need to be careful what we listen to what we hear what we hang around you know it's like that old saying goes whatever you hang around you become okay I'm going to read here first John chapter 1 verse 5 through 10 the NIV the New International Version first John chapter 1 verse 5 through 10 light and darkness sin and forgiveness this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you God is light in him there is no darkness at all if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness we lie and do not live out the truth verse 7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin if we claim to be without sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness if we claim we have not sinned we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us i believe that's pretty clear too Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, the NIV, the second death. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, the NIV and International Version all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, NIV, New International Version. Nevertheless, God, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with the inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. So if you're listening and you're not a Christian or you are a Christian but you're living a sloppy life, then you need to tighten it up, you know, um, because we're, we're supposed to be reading the Bible daily without failing and doing what it says because if you do that, then God will continually work on your heart and to convict you and to get to keep you on the straight and narrow road, not the wide wide road that leads to destruction. So that's why we must read every day. So for those who don't know Christ, let me read you Romans chapter ten, verse nine through ten through thirteen. And I do this in the King James Version. If you declare with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. For if with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved for every 13 for everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved excuse me that's the niv i'm sorry first john chapter 1 verse 9 the niv the forgiveness of our sins if we confess our sins he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness Second Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen, the NIV New International Version. Turn from our wicked ways. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land.
So, so would you say you're a good person? Well, let's take the good person test. Have you ever lied? And that means anything, white lies, whatever. What do you call someone that lies? A liar. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? Well, Jesus said, if we've looked at another person with lust, we've already committed adultery in our hearts. Have we ever hated anyone? Well, Jesus said, if we hate, if we hate someone, uh, then then we've already committed murder in our hearts. Um, have you ever like liked something more than anything? Like bragged about a car or house? Look what I have, and this and that, and it's uh, uh, making a another god. And God said, "There's no other god but Him." We also make a a god in our own minds. That's okay with everything we do. So you see, you only have to break one, and we've all broken all of them. You know, we've done that, or if not all of them, the majority, but pretty much all of them. <laughs> whether we want to admit it or not. See, the Ten Commandments, which is which is also known as God's moral laws, are there to show us that we're guilty because no one can keep it. So that's why we need a Savior, Jesus Christ. And what did Jesus do? He, he walked... He walked for three and a half years on the earth and gave the good news of the gospel of how to get to heaven now through him. Then he bore our penalty. He took our penalty by going on the, by first being, allowed them to beat him and everything. And then they crucified him, putting nails in his hand and his feet. That was the Roman torture back then. And he went there and he took all that punishment for us. That was meant for us, and he took it so that now we can come by faith believing. That means we must repent. Repenting is asking for forgiveness and then turning from those sins. Don't keep doing the same stuff. And then then putting your trust in Christ Jesus alone. You put your trust like you would put your trust in a parachute if you're in a plane that was about to crash, and they give you that. That parachute, you want that parachute because it's going to save you. You don't want to go your own way and, and jump out there and say, I'm going to flap my my hands to save myself. No, you put your trust in a parachute. Jesus Jesus is the spiritual parachute for us. And so that's why we need to hang on to Jesus with everything we have because that's what's going to save us from the judgment to come. Let me give you some resources. Uh, you can watch on YouTube, Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, AnswersInGenesis.com, Wild Billers with David Borton. He gives um, American Christian history and a lot of other history. And that's wildbuilders.com. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. You can watch on YouTube, 23 Minutes in Hell with Bill Wise. It's a short video, but very powerful. And also you can go to our website, which is all lowercase. It's bible-education-institute.webnode.com. And you can also go, uh, if you would like to email, if you need a Bible, just email me with your address and I'll be glad to send it to you. Or if you've got questions or whatever, or if you would like to 
if you would like to participate in our school that we have, it's um, uh, Bible Education Institute School of Biblical Studies. And you can earn from a bachelor's to a master's degree in biblical studies. And you can do it, you know, at your leisure or whatever. And, uh, like, we have a time frame, but we really don't. It depends, you know, I mean, you can you can do it in three years or you can do it in five years or whatever. It's up to you. But it's a good way to learn. And then when you when you complete it, then you get a, a beautiful diploma, and you get transcripts with it. You can also just email me at bobeducationinstitute at gmail dot com if you're interested. If you're interested, in not, we'll send you the materials to get started on that, and it's totally free. It costs us nothing. Um, and also, there's another one on YouTube that's pretty good, and that's uh, The Beat with Alan Poor. And also, uh, you can go to TCT Network, just go online, just go on the search engine there and put uh, the TCT Network, click on that. And you can also get the app for it, and it's it's free, but have, there's two... Th there's two programs I have that are very good, and that's Faith and History with William Federer, fantastic. And if you want to know about um, the uh, of the Old Testament, you can go to Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Very good. So, remember this. Oh, yes, remember this. If a person's Bible is falling apart, then that person is not. That was by Charles H. Spurgeon, and the H stands for, for Haddon. He was known at the time as the Prince of Preachers from the mid to late 1800s, and he said that quote. And if you're a Christian, he said this, if you are not concerned for the lost, you must not be saved yourself. And that's what he said. Remember, uh, God is exclusive, non-inclusive. Jesus offends the world. God's word offends the world. We must come God's way, not our own way. So just keep all this stuff in mind. And remember, Christ is the answer.